Hundreds gather in Ukraine to protest the Russian occupation. Putin threatens catastrophic global consequences over no-fly zone requests and trucker convoys to circle the capital beltway. We're going to do all this and more in just one second if you guys can. Please drop this video a like, subscribe to notifications on new video every single day. If you can listen to the flips of the show, the Joey Saladino Show on all the, on all the podcast apps. Go there, type it in, the Joey Saladino Show. Click subscribe on the podcast app so you can listen every single morning and rate five stars if you're on Apple Podcasts right now. Try to break out of that uh, 4.2 star because the left was one star bombarding me and we just don't have enough people to five star me. So if you can five star me, that'd be awesome. Let's get right into this. So up on screen, I have footage of a protest. So huge turnout to protest the Russian occupation of the Russian occupied Kherson. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but Russia, this is the first town that they started to occupy and the Ukrainians came out to protest against them. Um... There's another video on screen of a tank. The Russian army is leaving the center of the town. This morning, thousands of people gathered to protest against the Russian occupation. And there's a guy standing on top of the 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 I'm sorry, the, the tank that's leaving town and he's flying the Ukrainian flag. Now this is what Russia's gonna have the hardest time with when it comes to taking over this Ukraine, is the people there are not willing to let them take over. This is gonna be a problem that they're gonna have. That's why I that's why I think I don't think it's entirely Putin's intention to completely take over the country because it doesn't it, it won't really happen. What would be left would be just a bunch of rubble. Maybe he's got a different plan. Or I don't really know. I really don't know. But let's read. Along uh, with the protests around the world, hundreds of demonstrators gathered the Russian-occupied uh, town to protest the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Honestly, if another country was to occupy my town. I don't think we would end up calling it a protest. I'm just saying. I, I wouldn't really call it a, like, <laughs> if, if someone's tanks came running through town, I don't think we would be protesting them. I think we'd be doing something a whole lot different. But that's the difference between, I guess, being an American and just having everyone having guns and grenades and stuff. Uh, Kursin is the first city to the fall to the Russians on March 2nd, so as many as 2,000 residents in the streets Saturday. The Ukraine's Minister of Foreign Affairs tweeted out peaceful demonstrations broke out in the courageous town inspires Ukraine and the world. Thousands of peaceful Ukrainians protest Russian occupation in front of the armed Russian soldiers. What a spirit. I call on everyone around the globe to express support for the fearless Ukrainians. That's that's strange. I, I don't know. I, I, oh, we're just peacefully protesting another country invading our country. I don't know. I, that just sounds weird to me. I, I feel like there's something we're not being told or something. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense because normally if another country is going to occupy your country, it's not going to be peaceful protests of please leave. Like, it just it sounds ridiculous. I'm, I don't doubt. I'm not saying I don't think that happened or whatever. I, I'm just saying it's, it's just something sounds extremely off and weird about that. Demonstrators waved Ukrainian flags and carried signs, the BBC reported. They also chanted slogans like, Russia, go home, and Kherson is Ukraine. After uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin threatened Ukrainian statehood, Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian Vladimir, uh, Vladimir, or whatever, uh, sorry, pronounce his name wrong, uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky, said, it's a special kind of heroism to protest when your city is occupied. Well, I would call it a special kind of heroism to... I guess anything but peacefully protest. You know what I mean? Ukrainians of all cities uh, that the enemy has entered go on the offense. You should take to the streets. You should fight, he continued. But 
they're peacefully protesting. It's not really so much of a fight. Videos from Saturday showed Russian troops firing shots into the air in an attempt to end the protest. So Russian troops fired into the air. So let's let's watch. Maybe there's a video of that. Um, I'm, there's a video of just people chanting. Okay, it's not really nothing really showing that. It says massive protests in Ukrainian cities occupied by Russia, making short work of Putin's outlandish claims of the UN condemned versions of the liberation. During the demonstration, a person climbed on top of the... Okay, we saw that. Protests were seen in Hamburg, Germany, where more than 30,000 people marched with signs in Paris, France, where thousands of people demonstrated that NATO established a no-fly zone over Ukraine. In Tel Aviv, Israel, hundreds of protesters understood in the streets calling on Putin to end the invasion. Yeah, because... I mean, yeah, yeah. Because Putin's going to end the invasion because of a bunch of people in other countries protesting it. Yeah, okay. I'm just... Yeah, I'm just being real with you guys. But very strange. I don't know. It, it seems strange. I feel like there's just not a lot of the story that we're getting. Because I'm just telling you right now, if another country was to occupy any city in America, you know what? Even if it was like a place like Seattle and Seattle and Detroit, there's, there's enough people there with, with, with arms, illegal arms. They're, they're not peaceful to begin with, people in these Democrat cities. When it comes to virtually anything. So I wouldn't even expect the left to be peaceful if another country was to even occupy. You know what? <laughs> um, if the left was to, if, if another country was to occupy a leftist city, they, they would be burning and rioting the street down, but it would be just looting. They, they wouldn't be directing that anger and frustration towards the people occupying. They'll just end up looting. Uh, if it was any other city that wasn't a leftist city... Uh, it would actually be a war. Like there would actually be a war going on there. That's just how. That's just how it's going to be. I just. I just find it weird. Like, oh, the Russians are occupying our town as they say they're going to invade the country. Um, let's just go out and peacefully protest. I don't know. It just sounds very strange to me. It just sounds very strange to me. I mean, we're not seeing any really footage. Maybe there is. Maybe I missed it. But I don't feel like we're seeing too much footage from people on the ground up there like everybody has a, a 4k camera in their pocket and i'm just saying we, we're not really seeing that much something's just something's up that, that's all i'm saying is i'm not saying one side i'm not saying the ukraine like russia's correct in what they're doing or whatever i'm not saying that i'm just saying is something we're not being told a big piece of the story here so putin threatens a catastrophic global consequence over no-fly zone request so this is, this is just proof that Putin's got the upper hand right here, that he just needs to make threats, and he might be able to get his way in every sense of the, of, of, of the way, because Putin, right now, he's he's got the upper hand on the, the rest, on virtually all of Europe and all of America at this point. This one man has the upper hand on. This is, this is, the, this is what Trump, Trump was keeping this at bay, and everyone took that shit for granted because of the mean tweets. So Vladimir Putin, once again, threatened the Western world on Saturday that the Russian president said that sanctions were akin to the declaration of war. He warned that any attempt to enforce a no-fly zone in Ukraine would bear catastrophic consequences to the world. George Papadopoulos uh, tweeted this, uh, but obviously we got to take what he says with a grain of salt because we've showed him promoting some things that may or may not have been true in the past about things, so I don't, I don't really take him as a credible source when it comes to covering this stuff. I don't know if he does enough fact-checking, but I'm just going to—not a rip on him, not a rip on him. So a no-fly zone in Ukraine would initiate a war between the U.S. and Russia. Anyone advocating for this wants to put you and your family at risk for a third party. America— First served us well for four years, don't forget. 
Uh, Rutgers reported that he said any attempts by uh, another power to impose the no-fly zone in Ukraine would be considered by Russia to be a step into military conflict. Such a step, uh, he said, would have catastrophic consequences uh, for Europe and the world. NATO has denied requests to establish a no-fly zone around Kiev uh, due to the fact that it would undoubtedly escalate the situation into greater conflict. Previously, before Russia launched an invasion of Ukraine, President Joe Biden told Putin that if he invaded, sanctions would ensue. Putin responded threatening uh, colossal consequences in response to the mentioned sanctions, such, such consequences thus far. I just want to say something real quick. Uh, let's read what this says. Let's see what Paul Joseph Watson says. When, it, when, is some, when is someone going to tell Zelensky to stop demanding a no-fly zone, which basically means World War III, reckless, idiotic comments, yet never challenged because his bizarre elevations to godlike status? That, I was going to say something similar to this before watching it. Well, we're seeing Zelensky call for the rest of the world to come to his aid. Meanwhile, Putin's out there saying, well, if that's going to happen, we're gonna be, there's going to be nuclear war and it's going to be World War III. So... But yet, Zelensky's still going out there, and all this propaganda is still coming out there to get the rest of the world involved in this. But Putin right now has that upper hand, where the rest of the world quite really can't get involved because they don't know what's going to happen. And it seems like Zelensky's willing to have the rest of the world crumble and go into nuclear uh, annihilation for his country. And I don't think that's the proper way to sort it. Maybe the proper way to sort it is like, hey, it looks like we're on our own here. So we're going to, you know, whatever, help us out. Do what you can to help us, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to have to fight this war ourselves. And guess what? You have to tell the Ukrainian people, listen up, my people. Whatever. If you if you either want to just have them say we'll never give up this our land, whatever, you can do that. Or you can get to a point where, hey, I care more about my people's safety than this land. You Ukrainians, we're a people, not a place, whatever. If, if, if we need to, your lives are more valuable than this land. Because our lives and our legacy go on through us. So let's not be afraid to become refugees. I don't know, but people don't want to do that. But, you know, I mean, we're very privileged here in America that we never have to think about that, really. We never have to do that. We're just geographically in such a, a very safe spot and safe area when it comes to this stuff. Like, we're very blessed. And I think the rest of the world would, at this point, at least welcome a bunch of Ukrainians as refugees. Um, but, you know, that that's, that's, that's just what's going on. That's just the reality of right now. I mean, maybe America wouldn't welcome the, them as refugees because maybe they'll end up leaning more conservative. And, you know, unless you're an illegal immigrant from from South of South America that, uh, uh, you know, is living off of welfare. Now, they really don't care much unless they could grandstand on it and make it look like, you know, we care more about people, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Russia's predicted its invasion on the idea that the purpose of I mean, I, I'm just I want to also see your what you what you guys think what your point of view is the people that are listening and watching what are your thoughts on what i said about ukraine because i can understand the two point of views uh as a leader coming in do you think it's foolish that he's trying to get the rest of the world involved which could result in nuclear destruction for everyone do you think that he should be rallying the troops to defend his land do you think he should have an evacuation plan to save his people so this way they don't get they all don't get annihilated by an invading force do you think that he should eventually put less emphasis on ukraine as a land and more of a, of a people you know 
I mean, I, I mean, you know, when you're living in those types of areas of the world, you gotta. I feel like you gotta really, you really do gotta think differently. I mean, looking in America and American history, we had people flee countries left and right to come here because, guess what? It, it wasn't really so much of that piece of land over there that really mattered. It was about the family. It was about your culture, about your heritage that you were going to pass on and your family. It wasn't so much about this plot of land that's within the boundaries of these imaginary lines. It wasn't It wasn't about that. It's about us as people. So maybe there's not really any need to have that type of emphasis and pride on your land, but maybe that emphasis and pride on your own culture, on your own family, etc., etc. But uh, as of right now, Vladimir Putin says the invasion is uh, hound to plan and has denied that the threat is significant enough to cause any sort of martial law in Russia. Do you know if uh, everybody's going to be going to D.C. today? or What's that? you know people are going to be going to D.C. today? Nope. Not today? Oh, okay. We're not going to D.C. period because we don't want to be framed and set up by Nancy Pelosi. Oh, all right. Yeah, I think they might do the Beltway, but we're not leaving till tomorrow. Oh, the Beltway? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're not going to go into D.C. Do you know where that's going to be There might be one convoy that tries it, but I I know the people's convoy's not doing it. Oh, okay. There's a couple convoys here, but um, I think we're all too smart for that. Right, right. We don't want to be set up. (laughs) Good. I mean, all right. Thank you. Appreciate it. that's it of the video so so it's very very smart what she said the people convoys currently in maryland has announced that they decided not to go to dc one participant this morning we do not want to be framed by nancy pelosi we're all too smart for that now that's 100 percent true and that's exactly what i was saying when it came to the insurrection i was literally saying go home this is stupid and half the people are like no we need to take back our country yeah it's not going to take back it's not going to do anything it's just, you're going to you set yourself up for failure. And we're going to be talking about this for the next 20 years. And it looks like I was exactly right in everything that I said. Um, and this, there really seems to be multiple different types of convoys heading there. And the people's convoy is not really taking the bait. Because what's going to happen, we all know what's going to happen is truckers will go there. They'll be declared terrorists. They're all their bank accounts will get shut down. They'll be gaslit. Blah, 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 blah. You know, the story, the, the cycle repeats itself. Um, so they, they want to avoid that. And they're still trying to make a stand. Uh, at the same exact time, showing you know, basically by hosting their their protest and showing up, um, not to the extent that would get them framed, you know, the whole deal. And you know what? Maybe that that is part of the Democrats' tactic is they want to fear you and scare you into that type of submission. And this is what I always talk about all the time: is picking and choosing your battles and how you're going to fight your battles. And I always talk about on this show all the time to not make those emotional, irrational decisions and to weigh the pros and cons and the consequences of what you're going to do, the consequences of the good things and the consequences of the bad things and weigh your pros and cons and then evaluate and figure out your plan in your course of attack. I don't mean attack as, you know, burn the place down, you know, just, uh, you know, your, your, your attack to further the agenda of freedom. Uh, not, not, you know, you know what I mean? I obviously left. We'll take that out of context and, and trend it on Twitter that I'm, you know, trying to start another insurrection, obviously, but you guys know my, what, I, what I'm saying here. And, you know, obviously there'll be people in the comments saying, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, blah, 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 whatever. And, you know, maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're right. 
There's two. There's there's many many ways to go about this, and I don't think anyone is entirely wrong, and I don't think anyone is entirely right because there is a pros and cons. The pros to showing up in D.C. is you show up in D.C. and you make a stand. The cons, it could possibly do absolutely nothing because we know how the Democrats are. Another con is you'll all be framed as terrorists. Another con is you'll give them ammunition to start a whole thing against you. Another con is they shut your bank account down. Another con is this. Another con is that. And, and the con list will go on infinitely. But the pro list will just stand around the fact of I'm making a stand and pro- to prove my point. And that's pretty much virtually it. And and you know what? I cannot blame them for thinking that this solution is uh, or, or this course of action that they're taking is right or wrong. Like You know what I mean? I can't blame them for thinking it's right because maybe they're thinking a little bit more logical than the convoys that are just shooting up in there and heading in there. And literally heading into a trap. You know? You kind of got to really think of think of it all. Because politics is, is very emotional. It's, it's very driven by emotion. But the best choices you can ever make are lad- logical, rational ones. You got to uh, remove yourself from every single emotional decision when coming to this stuff. Because there's a million which ways we can, things can play out. And we've seen it historically how it's all played out and how did it really work for the canadians i think it was only until after they dispersed that the restrictions were taken away okay so i wouldn't even consider it that much of a win the amount of shit that they had to deal with the amount of people who got arrested the amount of people who lost jobs you know what i mean you were going up against a tyrannical government it's tough it's a very difficult situation a complex situation in order to uh win that type of battle I wouldn't say so much of winning the battle is more about the long game of winning the war because it's not going to be like a bunch of truckers are going to show up and then the next day, what, you really think Biden's going to end all the restrictions? Like, uh, come on. Like, it's it's just not going to... I'm just being real with you guys. Like, I know your expectations are high, but let's be real here. We've seen this happen to governors. We've seen this happen to city officials. We've seen this happen to the Prime Minister of Canada. We know exactly how it's going to play out. I'm just telling you right now, and you can come back to this video, and you'll see that I'm right. History repeats itself in real time. The Daily Caller reported that the convoy announced Saturday that it will be staying in the D.C. area until the demands are met. Organizers Brian Bass uh, said, hold the line be patient as we develop the plan moving forward. We do not leave until we get what we're asked for. Organizers of the People's Convoy explained to them tonight that they're still stuck in Maryland. Uh, he says he scouted D.C. and uh, there was a trap waiting for them. Then says they are going to try diplomacy. And if that doesn't work, take next steps. Let's see this video here. I'll tell you right now what happened today. I went into D.C. this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I went into D.C. in a tinted vehicle, sat in the back, never got out, didn't show my face, did a couple laps around the Beltway and down into D.C. proper to take a look at what it looked like. I'm telling you, it's creepy. (laughs) That's the word I used. It's always creepy, you're right, but this is a different feeling. They are waiting for us to show up, and it's a trap. I'm not going to tell you that we're not going to do things because we're going to do it through diplomacy first. 
and then we will take the next step if things don't work. But if people leave, or they give up the fight, or they go and do some odd cowboy stuff, we lose our upper hand. Right now, we have the upper hand. Right now, the people's convoy. See, that guy made a very logical, rational decision with the convoy. And his explanations to why he made that decision, in my opinion, was pretty spot on. So convoy arrived uh, on March 4th, whatever was supposed to okay, whatever, whatever. The truck convoy is departing Hagerston Town now. They plan to drive twice around the Beltway around D.C. and then return for the day with potentially more Beltway driving tomorrow. Uh, in recent video, one organizer tells the convoy that they're staying in Maryland because it's a trap, uh, is waiting for them in D.C. They are waiting for us in D.C. It's a trap. The organizer said he noted that they'll try diplomacy. If that doesn't work, then take the next step. Influenced by the Freedom Convoy truckers in Canada, multiple U.S. groups have organized plans to head to D.C. in recent weeks. So we'll see how it plays out. I think virtually we know kind of how it's going to play out when it comes to the side of, uh, of, of the Democrats. But we'll see how everything goes, and let's hope there's no issues, and let's hope for the best regardless. But anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please drop this video a like, subscribe, to the notifications on. New videos on David Kendall's The Flip Show, The Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps. Go there right now and click that subscribe button uh, so you can never miss out on a new show. It goes live every single morning on the podcast apps and every single night on the video platform. So peace out, guys.